Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Um, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. 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 And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. <laughs> go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There, they will see me. And that's the gospel of the Lord. That's death. Now go! Now go! 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 Christ is risen. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. He has risen indeed. He has risen indeed. He has risen indeed. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Go! Go! Three, go already! Three, two, go! 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 So wait, what? What do we have? 
We just did go, and now we do Christ is Risen. Many thanks to all the families who worked hard to get their lines down and the children who were exuberant in sharing the message and to Pastor Anderson for editing all those excerpts for the joy that we have in seeing it both last Christmas Eve and also uh, this Easter. It's good to put the gospel in the hands of our people and our next generation too. Let us pray. A risen and glorious God. We have come together this morning in hopes of feeling the power and the proximity of your risen life. We have so much on our minds, Lord, so many concerns. Some of us may have lost precious loved ones this year as we come to our first Easter after that grief. We pray the good news and the promise and the assurance that Uh, This is not the end of the story that life begins again in a new and eternal way will be a source of comfort and motivation for us all. Help us, Lord, to seize the day and claim that your power of resurrection will fill our days, our hopes, and our years ahead. In your name we ask it. Amen. Many of you were perhaps just here uh, on Good Friday for the service of darkness. For over 25 years, I have had a personal commitment to portray the crucifixion and the death of Jesus with dramatic, graphic, even unsettling worship services. From noon until his death at 3 p.m., the sun was eclipsed and darkness covered the land. Then Jesus was wrapped in linens and put in a fresh rock tomb by sundown, according to scripture. The service then ended in total silent darkness. For uncomfortable minutes, we sit in the darkness as we contemplate the depth and love of our crucified Lord. Many people find this service difficult, and some would pass it by for the festive day today of Easter morn. It's understandable. However, I can't forget Barbara Brown Taylor's insight from her recent best-selling book, Learning to Walk in the Dark. She writes, New life starts in the dark. Whether it's a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, or Jesus in the tomb, new life starts in the dark. What a comfort the truth is that God does his finest work between midnight and dawn. That same time frame is when Christ is risen. Oh, maybe not. You know, there is a custom that you respond, so I'll try it again. Christ is risen. risen Much better. 
much better. You have to stay on your toes on these Easter services, you know. It is a bit of call and response from the crowd. Happy day of resurrection. When we are exhausted and we lie down to sleep between midnight and dawn, God is at work restoring new life to our bodies with energy for the new day. But God is also at work when fears overwhelm us in the midnight darkness. Fear perhaps that our cancer is back. The chest pains we've been feeling can't be denied. Or our nightly bar hopping habits aren't really fixing our troubled marriage. We ruminate in the darkness at times and come to some new developments. God can finally get our attention and invite us to lay those burdens down when we confess in the darkness that our sin really pushes God away. And instead, we now open our hearts to the Lord who is risen and offers us hope and healing. Then we rise again as children of God to a new and victorious life, a fresh beginning, a good go at it in the morning, in the dawn. For God is in charge when we let him in and we have nothing to fear. Let's recall Matthew's gospel story. The children did it well. I'll just highlight a few things again. It was dawn. It was at the dawn that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb. There was an earthquake, and the stone had been rolled away. Just as there is an earthquake in Matthew's gospel at the moment Christ dies on the cross. This is to tell us that all of creation is responding to this very, very huge cosmic event of Christ's death. Next, an angel will appear, and the guards shake with fear. The good news comes from an angel saying, Don't fear. Jesus is not here. He has risen and is going ahead of you to Galilee. Go and tell his disciples to meet him there. But as the women turned and obeyed his command, the angel, the risen Lord greeted them. The women were the first to see him. They took hold of his feet, it says in Scripture. Imagine that, the risen Lord, and they took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said, do not fear, but go tell my brothers to meet us in Galilee, because Christ is risen. Pretty good. Do you realize there are four versions of the Easter story in the four Gospels? I know you do, but I'll just remind you. Each account has different details in it. A different person was involved in writing and sharing the message. Some were years and years apart, decades even. I give you and your family a wonderful challenge this Easter season. Some homework, you might say, either with the children or by yourself. But make it a priority this year to read each gospel story in its integrity on a different day. All four Make a note of the differing details in each gospel. Which story is your favorite? Which is the longest? Which is the shortest? Do the varying versions awaken in you more Easter faith or more questions? The overarching theme of the gospels 
says Pastor Bill Miller, is this. It is finished, but it ain't over. It is finished, but it ain't over. Yes, today indeed we celebrate the resurrection that God is in charge. Death and disease and the world's rumors of war and discrimination will lose the battle because God brings the victory, the new life and healing. My friends, Easter's message of hope is of God's never-ending love, and it can't come at a better time. We are going through many trying times as a nation, divisions, mistrust, anger within our Congress and around our borders, and even in the global village. We have tough times at the family dinner table, probably even now, to talk about certain topics which we decide to leave outside the door. And this last few days and and week, we have exceptionally scary international threats of bombings that shake our global village. However, I like to think of the contagious can-do spirit that comes through so well the hot Broadway musical Hamilton. Maybe you've heard of it. There is a looming threat of war, you see, in the birthing of American independence in the 1700s. And young Alexander Hamilton is very willing to fight for the prize of freedom from the England, England's domination. The revolutionary chant he sings is contagious and echoes Jesus' resurrection call to us all this morning. Hamilton sings, rise up, everybody got to rise up, everybody got to rise up. Don't you know, everybody's going to rise up and fight the revolution. For us, it's a revolution against despair and doubt, the revolution that we need in this world of love and grace. Rise up with a hope in your veins of reconciliation. Our God is an awesome God. And he is here, victorious over all hatred, all powers of evil, and death itself is stripped of its power. Many of you have maybe lost loved ones this year, and I hope that this morning you get the sense of joy and the confidence that God has cared for them well. For Christ gives us a bright, eastering spirit of hope, like yeast in bread, eastering spirit. Unity and grace abounds in our global village when we bring that eastering spirit with us wherever we go. Because it is finished indeed, but it ain't over. Can we heal the breaches in our relationships with friends and family? Can we stop the hurtful anger, the judgments of others who don't share our opinion, our politics, our interpretation of faith? Can we simply love one another unconditionally as Christ loves us? Can we rise up and work for peace and relief for suffering children and warring nations, for those who are homeless and hopeless and jobless, here at home and abroad, we can, brothers and sisters. With the help of the risen Lord, we can. 
We can do miraculous things, things we never thought possible, turning our dark days into rainbows of promise. And we've got the power in the Holy Spirit, the hope for a better tomorrow. Friends, why is that? Because Christ is risen. And Frederick Beekner adds, the proclamation of Easter Day is that all is well. In the end, he will have the way. God's will is done. Love is the victor. Death is not the end. The end is life. Thanks be to God. So carpe diem, brothers and sisters, Not just for this hour, not with all the brass and the trumpets and the organ, but take it within you and bring it home to you and let it live and bloom and blossom around you every day. For God is in charge. Let's watch a video clip of that first day of resurrection. It's time to rise up, brothers and sisters. Christ is alive. It's time to wake up. It's time to truly live. 